Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in, and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about how to empower your speaking, the three-step proven success formula to double and even triple your presentation results. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. Our guest is the six-figure speaking success strategist, award-winning speaker expert, and best-selling author. She's taught thousands of business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders her step-by-step proven speaker training and presentation coaching systems. And because it's so effective, these speakers are able to magnetize their audience, monetize their message, and really make an impact. She's the author of Pain-Free Public Speaking and Share Your Story, and is a contributing author in the number one best-selling book series, Chicken Soup for the Soul. The power of what she teaches has helped her clients from over 20 countries overcome their biggest speaking challenges, and skyrocket their presentation results. I'm so grateful to have with us today, Amanda Rose Igo. Amanda Rose, it's great to have you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you, Sharon. I am immensely appreciative of the opportunity to share some of my strategies and experiences with your audience. Oh, absolutely. So excited. So Amanda Rose, we always start out with, since my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, I always ask my guests, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? So I want to first share, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) I was happy with the paycheck, nine to five job, except sometimes you're called to do something greater. Mm -hmm. And and for some, it might be working for somebody else. For me, it was owning my own business. And when I think of a spiritual entrepreneur, I like to think of a pelican or any large bird that knows how to glide as they fly. So pelicans are really beautiful in the sense that they are, they will immensely move their arms with great force and then they get to glide into their results. And when I think of being a spiritual entrepreneur, unlike the typical entrepreneur is we bring the flow into our experiences. Mm -hmm. So So for me, it is about implementation moving forward And then you get to glide into the results, just like a pelican. You get to see the the fruits of your intention as also the well of fruits of your your efforts. Because as a spiritual entrepreneur, it's not just about massive action. It's also about intentional action, doing things that feel true to you, that feel right to your soul, that your your soul calls you to do or moves you forward. It's about that, that yin and that yang, the spiritual side of business, and the logical side of business. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Well, can you share one challenge that stands out that you've faced that has helped you activate that more in you? Well, thank you for asking that question. I realized recently that I was really struggling in growing my team. Mm -hmm. And this was the reason why. And I'm talking about, for me, growing my team was also letting go of some control 
letting go of that I can't do it all. And the reason that I was struggling with that is because I was, I had this belief system that if I didn't do it all, there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that, and I had hired people in the past, but I would just never give them enough work, right? (laughs) I would always like only give them a little work, right? And then take on all of it myself. And when I realized that, that it was that belief system that if I didn't do it all, there was something wrong with me. When I could let that go, then I could turn things over to other people. Mm-hmm. I could allow them to, yes, sometimes they make mistakes. We're human beings, but I could allow that, that beautiful sense of a team in my business grow. And it has since I really realized that that was a challenge for me. And there isn't anything wrong with me because I have other people that support me and, and the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so important because, you know, you really have to be able to, I mean, we can't be brilliant at everything, right? We got to focus in on what are those things that really jazz us and that really other people can't do, you know I mean? So it's really about focusing in on our brilliance and God-given brilliance, and then really delegating everything else. It was a great book, uh, the, the, power of, um, the Power of Focus. I don't know if that was the book. But there was a really great book um, that talked about that as the core concept, that, you know, we're all brilliant at one thing, and to really focus in on that and pretty much delegate everything else. <laughs> we could delegate to the third world, right? Which is so cool, too, right? <laughs> exactly. So what do you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. There's no, unemployed ahead. angels that need work <laughs> that are looking for people to help. So what exactly. I'm like, I can get angels to help me too, which is really cool. Absolutely. That's actually I call my team an angel team and my angel mm-hmm. team support team. And, and they are absolutely earth angels. They are absolutely amazing. They allow me to focus in on the things that you know, really give me the greatest joy. And then they take care of everything else. And, you know, and so that really does, um, you know, provide a circle and everybody, you know, it's a win-win for everybody to really be able to then um, support work that can really um, serve people in the highest way. So what do you think the the overall curriculum was of that? Was it really about just letting it be okay to have, uh, to have help and not feel like you have to do everything on your own? Well, I think for me, it was besides the perfection, if, if I think of your a little elaborate on your question a little bit more, you know, I think sometimes we put barriers or limiters on ourselves because there's a higher fear. And so for me, that barrier or limiter came before my my bigger fear was what if what if I put myself out there in a bigger way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people don't right. love me. That was something I really struggled mm-hmm. with too, was sure. also wanting everyone to love me. And when I sure. allowed myself to to acknowledge and to realize that is really impossible, you know, right. maybe getting everybody <laughs> to like you is impossible because not everybody resonates with my style or your style. It's just the way that it is. And they're not always looking for us. So I think when I could realize that bigger picture and stop trying to please everybody to make everyone love me, I could be my authentic self, Mm. which is also letting go of that sense of me and need of perfection. 
Well, that's so powerful because, you know, I, I would say nothing will bring up your stuff more than being an entrepreneur, especially when what you're offering is you, you know, so, <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to offer a widget, you know, it's another thing to offer you, you know, so it really does bring you into this place, that divine curriculum, right, of really being able to recognize recognize, hey, you know, you have, um, the, there are people that are energy marked for you, I believe, and that they're really going to resonate, they'll vibrate at that same level. And those people are just going to absolutely love you. And they're going to really resonate with everything you have to say. And then there are people that just aren't and they're not a vibrational match. And it's okay. But really coming to that place, that is such a, uh, a learning opportunity and a learning experience, you know, when we're when we're uh, in, in the as a spiritual entrepreneur. So I really am. Um, I'm really appreciating that you sharing that. So let's just dive in here because I know people, you know, there are people out there that are struggling to create clear and compelling presentations. They want to captivate their audience and they really want to, you know, have the impact, the influence and the income, you know, that you really support all your, your people to do. So um, let's talk about that. Can you share with us, Amanda Rose, some, be- some of the best ways to become a powerful and purposeful speaker? Well, I like to say that you want to magnetize your audience, monetize your message and make an impact. So the magnetize is about really captivating your audience's attention. Now, we've all seen great speakers and we've all seen not so great speakers and not so great speakers tend to have an audience filled with people reading their cell phones, looking at something else, going to the bathroom where a great speaker, one that really magnetizes their audience, they're able to keep everyone's attention and they keep them focused on them. And that's really a goal that you want. It's you just like when I, when I think great, I think you really want to be an extraordinary speaker versus ordinary speaker. So extraordinaries are those one that are memorable, that people talk about their content and what they shared. They tell other people about them. And a big part of that is really engaging with your audience, which we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that. The monetized mm-hmm. part is many people will, especially business owners and entrepreneurs, they'll go out and present, but they're not making any money when they speak. So either they are focused solely on paid speaking gigs or they do mm-hmm. complimentary free talks or a combination of those two. And they're not making any money. So they might not be paid enough to speak. So they might charge like $300 and they drove four hours and it took them two hours or three hours or four hours to put the presentation together. And by the time they're done, they've made a few dollars an hour. And the make an impact, I think is the driving force for for probably 99.999% of spiritual entrepreneurs is we're driven by impact. So it is crucial that when we are speaking that we have a positive impact on the audience, whether it's it's something that changes their life forever or it changes their life for a moment. We're here presenting to have that impact. So providing a tip, a tool, a strategy so that someone will go home and utilize that information or to hire you to get to that next level. So we want to make sure that we do those three things every single time we present. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that. Okay, awesome. Well, just jump right in and and just give us the give us the info. Okay, you want to talk about the challenges first, maybe? Because I know we talked before about there are some really presentation challenges that take away power. Yeah. 
So when the presentation challenges, one of them is is when they are ineffective storytellers, whether it's a personal experience, a client story, or a fictitious story. So you want to really learn to be a great storyteller because what happens when people aren't effective in sharing a story is they kind of take a take them down a long, whiny road. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of information, a lot of details. It doesn't feel like it's connected, where it's kind of like a little all over the place, especially when somebody wants to share their personal story. When you're sharing a story, what you want to do is you want to ensure that you talk about the emotions that you experienced. What was it like to have that experience? How did you feel if it's a personal story? Or how did your client feel before? How did your client feel after? If it's a fictitious story, that, that would also apply in those situations as well. So emotions are key. They're way more powerful than the details of a story because that's what people feel. That's what they connect with. So using mm-hmm. words, for example, like afraid, happy, joyful, lost, ineffective, Um, I'm trying to think of some things off my head, Um, scared, all those type of words feel, create the emotional experience. And it's really interesting, Sharon, with, with men and women, we tell stories very differently. So men tell, tend to tell stories really short where women, we tell really long stories and it's not true for everyone. And it's not true for every man. For example, one of my clients, Joe, he was terminally ill. So when I met Joe and he wanted my help in crafting a signature talk, Joe said to me, well, here's my story. I was terminally ill. I met a healer and now I'm okay. (laughs) 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 We wanted to know more information where a female, not in all perspective, not in every case, would tell you a lot more information, sometimes too much information. And so we want to find that balancing act. So in Joe's situation, what was it like when he was around his kids? What was it like in his, how did it impact his career? How did he emotionally feel? Did he feel distraught? Did he feel afraid? How did he feel when he became well? So all those things are crucial to the success of the story, whether it's your personal story, a client story, or a fictitious story. We want to get those emotions in there. Great. Awesome. So what are some other challenges? I've mentioned before about the monetizing. So let's talk about the closing. Mm-hmm. Spiritual entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. This is so hard for so many of them. No, no. The presentation closing, right? And you probably, right. I'm sure you know with your clients as well, even one-to-one conversations, they get to that mm-hmm. element of their closing, <laughs> their presentation. Mm-hmm. And often they don't prepare anything. So they end up not really thinking about it. They avoid preparing it because they really don't want to talk about a closing. They don't want to make an offer. So it often looks like this. Well, everybody, it's been great speaking to you today. And, uh, you know, come and see me if you're interested. And they walk off the stage. Here's my website. (laughs) Yeah, right. And they say it really fast and no one can understand it. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. so. and that's often what happens so i think what the closing is first of all you want to think about 
what the end result that you want. And when, when I help my clients craft their signature talk from opening to closing, we think about their closing first before we ever really consider what their opening is. Where, sure. where are they going? Because mm-hmm. that's going to lead to that end. And it all needs to commute. It all needs to flow into that one piece. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they want to do is when they, when they want to prepare it, they want to practice it. And the next thing they want to do is they make, want to make sure when they're delivering that closing, that nothing changes in their body language or their delivery. Oh, interesting. When they, because they get uncomfortable. So their voice might, if they're a female, their voice might go a little higher or male's voice could go a little higher. They might start doing things that they were, weren't doing with their body language, closing their fists, closing their arms, putting their hands behind their back. I mean, I've seen all the gamuts of things swaying a little bit, maybe not moving where they moved before and something changes. So on a subconscious level, the audience is saying, something's not right here. What changed? What happened? Wait a minute. I liked this person before, but now something's different. And they don't even have to, to intellectually be able to acknowledge that on a subconscious level, they know something's not right. One of my former team members who had built a website for me had shared with me, he went to a presentation, loved the speaker, loved his content. And when the, when the guy got to his offer, his energy completely changed. Mm. And then my, my first tech person was ready to take out his credit card. When the guy got to his offer, he put that credit card back in his pocket. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not buying anything this guy's offering because something's not right here. And so that's where you, if you practice your closing, you prepare it, practice it, you'll be more confident when you go and actually deliver it in front of a live audience and make sure everything is consistent in your delivery. So nothing changes and creates a red flag for them. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that before. You know, it, it, it's, it's like I've heard people before and when they, when they, you know, they're really authentic and they're really connecting energetically. And then they get to whatever like quote unquote is the close Mm-hmm. where they think, oh my gosh, this is where somebody is going to pay me or I, you know, and they get all attached to it and they get in their head and they, it's like they, they kind of cut off that connection to the authenticity. It's almost like they take a little, you know, the, the, you think like a garden hose and they, they just kind of kink it. Yeah. And, 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 and you do, you can feel the energy shift in that, you know, so what, well, how can, how can people avoid that? You know, so let's, say they are feeling nervous or they're feeling, you know, they're getting in their head about the clothes. What do you recommend for people about, about with that? I think one of the things that really helped me was really focusing on the impact that I was going to have. And if I was focused on the impact and how it was going to change some, somebody else's life, it took the focus off of me and put it on them. So if I wasn't focusing on myself and my needs, my desires, my challenges, and I was thinking about the impact that it was going to have on their life, that was a game changer for me. It Mm -hmm. it was one of the things that eliminated my fear and anxiety around speaking because I was focused on the making a difference and let that be my driving force rather than thinking about me and my challenges. The other thing that I love to call is my secret power move. And have you ever heard of a Kegel or Kegel? Some people call it, Sharon. Yes, mm-hmm. those exercises to strengthen our um, strengthen our vaginal core. Is that what I okay. say? That yep, and, and guys can do it too. So, 
what I discovered, I was taking a yoga teacher training from just for my own practice. I didn't want to be a yoga teacher. I just wanted to be more informed as far as yoga. And I was in the yoga teacher practice training and we actually had to do a yoga, you know, class for our other classmates. And I remember the teacher talking about Kegel, which they call Mula Bandha in yoga. And I, I did it when I started to present and I realized something that you cannot have a negative thought at the same time. You cannot have a negative thought at the same time. So for somebody that's not familiar with the Kegel, and remember guys can do it too, is that you imagine that you're going to urinate and then you stop the flow. So imagine you're going to urinate and you just lock those lower muscles, you stop the flow. And what happens is when you lock that lower lock there, you can't have a negative thought. And the beauty of it is that your audience doesn't know you're doing it. They can't tell. You actually stand up taller. You own your power. And you can do that any single time that you feel uncomfortable, anytime you might feel nervous, even if you're presenting and it's quite, you're just not the right state of mind, Kegel it. Mm. Just do it. And you will, I'm going to tell you, it just takes you out of that place of fear, doubt, insecurity, uncomfortableness. And you just tend to, tend to own that space. And you can, you can kegel it, knock it, you know, you can do it back and forth. You can do it for a little bit. You don't have to hold it the whole entire time. So if you start, if somebody's presenting and they're starting, then maybe their heart is racing or their knees are shaking or they're like, oh my God, what if I forget my words? Kegel it. <laughs> just kegel I have it. never heard of that. That is fascinating. And I, 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 I just have never heard of that. And so yeah. would that would that work well if say somebody, you know, feels like their voice is kind of shaky, you know, when they're first yep. starting out. So that will help with that as well. Yep, absolutely. Wow, that is fantastic. So tell us some more. So um, how what, what would you like to share with people about how they can really put these uh, these talks together? Well, one of the things they want to consider is to avoid what I call the data dump. Okay. One of the challenges with many entrepreneurs is, and spiritual especially, is we love to give. I love to give. Oh, sure. And one of the challenges is that we tend to, <laughs> I hate to say this, but like throw up information on an audience. Right, right, right. right. And when that happens is the audience kind of glazes over, they feel overwhelmed by the information. They don't know how to implement what's being taught because it's just too much. Mm -hmm. So with the data dump is to, you want to provide information that provides value. Anytime you're speaking as a spiritual entrepreneur to highlight your expertise, but you don't want to cross that line of too much information, TMI. I want you to think of going, what I like to say, go, go deep versus wide. To pick a point that you might talk about and really go deep with that point rather than trying to fit in a million, like 17 reasons why you might be dealing with inflammation. <laughs> so maybe you pick right. three and go deep with those three rather than the 17 <laughs> reasons. I worked with a, med a medical doctor and that was one of her biggest challenges. And okay. she would be speaking and she would be wondering why people, you know, were like, oh, that's good, you know, great, thanks. But nobody would hire her. They wouldn't book her for other presentations because she was trained data, data, data. And the way that most people, general public, is they can only take in so much information and process it without feeling overwhelmed. And the beauty of it is also as an entrepreneur, you're going to leave them wanting more. If you give them 17 reasons uh, how to avoid inflammation and 
10 anti-aging secrets all in one 45 minute presentation, they're going to feel overwhelmed by that. And they're not going to hire you mm-hmm. yes. because they're going to feel if they hire, you're going to overwhelm them in that situation. And I'm speaking from experience. I learned that lesson myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, just, um, and I, I, I'd love to have you back too, because we're just hitting the first layer of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to, you know, bring you back and we can get into more, even more detail. Uh, but the um, the thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, because there's so much online now, and so, you know, so many people that were going to do, you know, in-person things have moved them to online. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be something that we want to talk about even more, but does, do all of these points that you're talking about also apply to say like doing, you know, a webinar, an online presentation where you're going to make an offer at the end? Because a lot of our people are, you know, are wanting to do more of that. So can you share maybe a little bit more about, uh, about that and some of the key things that you feel are important for people to know? Like I said, I'd love to have you back to maybe talk specifically about that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Because we are, because of the current circumstances, many people who have done live, and it, we, this will not stay forever, obviously, sure. that yeah. have turned online. And I think that for anybody who's a, who is a business owner or an entrepreneur, I think having both platforms is great. Because oh, yeah. the live in person, they really get to see you. There's not, you know, it's just that kind of impact that you're having when you make oh, yeah. space. Yeah, the energy and of that. that. Online is great because you can reach a bigger audience that way mm-hmm. as well. Many things that I shared with you do absolutely apply to, to the online part as well. I think for mm-hmm. online, some of the things that I definitely would like to share is that you really want to be conscious of the background that you have. Mm-hmm. Many people don't think about this. So they watch YouTube videos and they see a lot of people with all this stuff in the background. And I learned early on when I started to do videos is that it can be really distracting. So I keep my background really clean. I have a small piece of artwork, very minimalistic. It's it's on, I have a light blue wall with a light white, um, not super bright, just kind of behind me to provide some kind of image, something in the background, but I keep it very, very clean because what happens is eyes pull. So anybody that's listening to this, if you go watch a video with a very distracted background, even just minimally distracted, where do eyes go? They go to those backgrounds. Oh, what's that they have over there? Oh, that's That's pretty flowers. Right? (laughs) So keep your background. If, you know, listen, if you have a specific thing that you love to do, great, do it. I think that minimal backgrounds do better. I think also too, a lot of people are using, I love Zoom. Zoom is one of my favorite platforms. They use the backgrounds, but then when they move, their head gets cut off. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever see that? It's kind of like yeah. it, I put this background behind you. And then when they move, it kind of cuts down the side of their face. I was actually part of a training and one of the speakers, he lifted up his cup and the image went on his cup. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> he really yes. knew it wasn't his background. <laughs> when he yeah. Did that. Yep. <laughs> so that was super clear. And the other thing I want to share with you, because we did talk about really feeling confident when you are presenting And Mm -hmm. online, it can be very, it was very scary to me in the beginning. I started many years ago before we had all this technology and I look like a deer in headlights. And one of the things that I learned is that when you're speaking, imagine that you're talking to somebody that is your, the most supportive person in your life. It could be a family member. It could be your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your sister, your mother, your dog, your cat, any being that, and it could be past and, you know, 
currently mm-hmm. alive or past that you feel the most comfortable around. Like there's no judgment. Imagine mm-hmm. that you're talking to that person and all of a sudden you will see a calmness in your delivery, a clarity in your communication, a softness and ease that you'll have. And you come across much more heart-centered and authentic when you do that. I have an amazing husband of over 28 years, adore him. But my most supportive person is my dog, Sonny. You know, <laughs> I have two dogs. But Sonny is just a love bug, loves everybody and everything. All right. So if I imagine I'm talking to Sonny, it's like, ah, oh, Sonny, right? So my heart gets really expressed in those situations. Yeah, that's interesting. You would say that because, um, you know, in, in, in my younger years, I did some modeling and, you know, that was one of the things that the photographer always would say, you know, is just imagine just like, you know, make love to the camera, right? Just imagine that this is exactly what you said, you know, so that you're looking and you're, t- you're looking at someone that really loves you and that you love. And you said, you know, will really, it will make a difference in everything. Your eyes will make a difference in your, um, it will make a difference in you know, your body language. So that is a really powerful thing. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Well, um, we have a few more minutes left. Is there anything you want to share um, just in the next couple of minutes? And then we're going to talk about your, your, your free gift link. Okay. So something that's coming to my mind to share, and this is super common with people who do Facebook lives and this and Instagrams and all those things is they do this at the beginning. Okay. We're waiting for everybody to come on. Hey, Sue, great to see you here, Thomas. Awesome. Love, uh, heart to you. And they go on for like this, like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Thing that you want to do is whenever you're doing any type of Facebook live or any video, you want to open with something that captivates them. So when somebody joins that video or watches the replay, they're hearing something that is powerful. Right. You can always acknowledge people after you started, right? Start right. with something that really captivates their audience, gets them to say, wow, I need to listen to this today, or I need to watch this whole replay of this video. And then during your video, say, Sue, it's great to see you here. And Tom, awesome. Let me know what you think about what I'm sharing today. Interact with them rather than waiting for people to join. Because if your friend, Diana comes on in the beginning of video and she's waiting for several minutes for you to get started. Diana's not going to come on next time mm-hmm. because she's going to feel like she was disrespected. Like she showed up, you announced you were starting at two o'clock. So you can, you want to honor the people that show up on time and start immediately. And that's true for any type of a webinar, a live presentation that you're doing, a live event. I always start on time and start with something that really opens with a bang and grabs their attention you can always acknowledge people later. Yeah, that is really great. I mean, you could be talking, I mean, you want people to know they're in the right place and, you know, and and we're going to have really exciting topic and maybe talk about some of the outcomes or something like that. Right. So that they say, Oh, I want to hear more about that. Tell them why they need to be stay on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, definitely love to have you come back and talk more about maybe the online aspect of this because we are going to probably be doing that for a while. And as you said, it's great for uh, business owners really to spiritual biz, uh, business owners, all business owners really to have some aspect when what they're speaking of online and offline. I mean, so you may, maybe we're doing more, a bit more of that now, but 
you know, it, it really is an important way to be diversified. So I think that's great. So I, I always um, ask everybody to bring a gift. And Amandros, I know you brought something wonderful. So why don't you share a little bit about what you brought and how folks can get that. It will also be on the episode page, everybody, and also in the success directory um, on a longer term basis. But if you could share that, I appreciate it. I'll be happy to. So I'd love to provide information that really can help you go out there and change the results and the revenue that you're creating from speaking. So I have my eight high-performance speaking tips. And that way you can learn eight strategies that you can implement to every single presentation that you do, whether it's online or in person. And you could get that at hi-h-i-g-h-performancespeaking.com. That's hi, spelled h-i-g-h, performancespeaking.com. You can go ahead and grab that there. It's super easy. You'll get a wonderful training from me in a PDF format. And you can start implementing those strategies right away and starting to see results. Oh, that's fantastic. I so appreciate that. And I just really want to um, see, take a moment. we created some amazing energy here today and just really send that out to everyone listening, everyone everywhere for upliftment, for everyone who has, you know, been, been, wants to have more success in their speaking, wants to have that impact and really serve people in the highest possible way that we really can support them, that we, we hold that energy for them. And Amanda Rose, is there anything you'd like to share in closing to, to all our listeners? Well, thank you for asking. And once again, thank you for this opportunity to share my the information that swirls around in my head all the time. For me, <laughs> I think it is super important to take next steps. Whether your next step is to go out and do a new video, your next step is to plan your live event for next year, or start looking speaking opportunities or podcasts and things like that. You have to be willing to take the next step. I like to say that God's spirit universe will take two or three for you when you mm-hmm. take the next step you have Absolutely. to take the next step. Absolutely. And the next step people can take is go get your wonderful gift offer because that's going to start them on being able to feel a greater sense of confidence. It's going to help them to be able to really stand in their place of power and begin to start moving towards making their presentations even more magnetic, more powerful, more impactful. And then that's how really we're going to be able to serve because it really is about supporting and serving people. And when you come from that place, you know, it always comes back to you. Whatever we put out always comes back to us, but we really have to be, you know, we really have to take the action. And and, and I really appreciate that you've said that because that's the, one of the most important things is to take the action, take inspired action. And if you're really feeling inspired and I'm feeling super inspired by everything that you've shared here today is to go and get that free gift. Do you want to share that gift link one more time among yeah, and thank you for asking. It's high h i g h performance speaking dot com. High performance speaking dot com. Absolutely powerful. So we really appreciate you being here, and thank you so much. Uh, thank you. And- And we just see all of you living lives of love and joy and peace and health and prosperity, always in all ways. And we will see you back here next time, everybody. Do you hate selling yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.